Hey guys, this is Gary. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Soccer podcast. I do this podcast each week with my 12-year-old son, Josh, and we talk about all kinds of cool things related to soccer, and we really get to sort of hear and see soccer through the eyes, especially of a 12-year-old boy. And we talk about everything from professional soccer to youth soccer to organizations that contribute to soccer in a charitable way to the digital worlds of soccer like FIFA and Futhead. So we think we bring something really unique to the table. So we hope you'll listen. We hope you'll share this with your friends. And we definitely want to hear from you. So here's how you can reach us. You can find us on social media through Twitter at Let's Talk Soccer 2. On Facebook, just look for Let's Talk Soccer 2. And in both of those cases, it's the number 2. On Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. And on YouTube at Let's Talk Soccer. You can always email us also at Let's Talk Soccer 2 at gmail.com. Thank you for your support of Let's Talk Soccer. Thank you for listening, and please share this with a friend. We want to reach as many people as we possibly can. And now, on to today's episode of Let's Talk Soccer. All right, guys, welcome. It is Wednesday, July 27th, 2016, and I'm Gary. I'm Josh. Let's talk soccer. First of all, we have to say, and I announced this on last week's podcast a bit early. Now, this time around, I'm a day late, but I want to say happy birthday to you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. 12 years old. How does it feel? It feels great. It, it went by really quickly. Oh, my gosh. You're telling me. This goes by way too quickly, but you have a really exciting year ahead of you. You're going into sixth grade. Mm-hmm. You're playing on the elite level team yep. at your club. Mm-hmm. Um, you already have three cool tournaments coming up already this season, so yep. you are off to a good start. And speaking of your birthday, you got a pretty couple pretty cool presents. The first, and we're going to point at it real quick because we're actually video recording this and we're going to put it up on YouTube, is that you got an awesome GoPro session. Yeah, it's super awesome. It's kind of crazy because it's so small, but... It can still record. It's crazy. It's cool. You can control it with your phone, and there's all kinds of different, you know, attachments, um, you know, and ways to position it and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to find the best attachment we can use, and I think it's a claw sort of looking yeah. thing. So, like, we can put it up in, like, the corner of a goal and stuff, and we can film your training sessions, film your shooting. And I think you, you have learned a lot just by the little bit of stuff that we've filmed and that um, that you can kind of see how you're how you're playing. So I mm-hmm. think it's awesome to be able not just to hear from people, but to be able to see yourself. Because I think you see yourself differently than other people will, and what maybe you think you're doing out on the pitch or the training ground may be different than when you actually watch it. So I think it's yeah. a really really, and we'll use it for a lot of fun too, mm-hmm. of course. So um, be tuned, especially. Uh, tune in on our YouTube channel because hopefully we'll film some cool stuff and start putting a lot more content up there. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, you got a really cool, unique happy birthday Instagram message from Clint Dempsey. Yeah, so uh, we sent out uh, DMs to uh, professional U.S. soccer players just asking if they would say happy birthday. And then Clint Dempsey sent back. Yeah, so I've done this 
for several of Josh's birthdays to different um, athletes that that he really likes. And um, this year I sent out a picture of Josh wearing a new U.S. soccer jersey that he had just gotten from Grandma and Grandpa for his birthday. So I decided to send it out to some of our favorite men's and women's national team Mm -hmm. players. And it was really cool of Clint to do that. So thank you, Clint. Really cool surprise way um, to get a happy birthday message. And then last cool soccer-related gift that you got, and you're going to break them in tonight, are these new Nike Mercurial Superfly 5 boots. They're awesome. So they're um, they're the new uh, Mercurial Superflies that just came out, and they're mostly black, and they have some pink on them, and they're awesome. They're just so cool. They have the and... built-in sock line, or your first mm-hmm. time playing with boots like that. Yeah. And they're super light, even lighter than your non-sock liner boots that you have. Mm-hmm. You already have a pair of materials, but these are even lighter than those. Yeah, they're they're very uh, light material. And if like if you want to be quicker, I would advise getting those boots because it's just going to make you so much quicker because you're yeah. not carrying around as much. Yeah, and definitely that that little bit of little bit less weight, uh, you know, towards the end of a match will definitely come in handy. So yeah. we'll report back on how we like them. But so far. So good. All right, let's go ahead then, and we've got a few areas to cover today. And the first is we're going to touch pretty quickly on um, the International Champions Cup. It started last week, and they're playing matches over in Asia and Australia and, of course, here in the U.S. So I'll just kind of quickly go through the results, and then we have a couple other sort of interesting things to talk about related to the ICC tournament. So we started with Manchester United and Dortmund playing over in Asia, and Dortmund blew out Man U 4-1. Yeah. I think Man U fans started to panic a little bit, but then everybody got talked off the ledge because this is a new team with Mm -hmm. a new manager, and it's preseason. Yeah, preseason, like... Like, they're not playing usually their super starting 11 that they're probably going to play. And it's mainly, like, a lot of different players you don't always see. And they can just make full team substitutions and all that stuff. So you're really not going to get, like, a true uh, sort of vision on how the season might go for your team. Right. Yeah, for sure. So um, not much to worry about there. Over in Australia, we had Melbourne victory and Juventus playing to a 1-1 draw at the end of regulation, and then Melbourne wins on penalty kicks. And this was interesting where the Melbourne uh, goalkeeper was off his line, and one of the Juve players kind of looked up and saw that. And he was about at midfield, a little bit less than midfield, but he just launches one in the air and puts it right over the the Melbourne's uh, goalkeeper's head. Yeah, spectacular goal. It's a very nice goal. Um, but then that goalie redeemed himself and had a really nice stop in PKs. So Melbourne victory, take that one from Juve. Uh, we've had a couple matches over here in the U.S. We've had uh, Celtic and Leicester play. And Leicester City, this one also goes to penalty kicks. Leicester City comes out on the winning end of that. Mares with a beautiful goal in regulation time. Yeah, so Mares does a couple step overs and gets it on his favorite left foot, and then he just curls it top left corner. Yep. And that was actually with my friend at the time, and he said, "Man, that was a beautiful goal with the left foot." He's like, "Even with the left foot." And then I'm like, "You know, he's left footed." Yeah, that's like Messi scoring with his left foot, right? Mm-hmm. 
happens more often than not. Uh, also in uh, North America, we have Inter and PSG playing, and PSG wins this one in regulation 3-1. We saw PSG play last year in Charlotte at the ICC. Uh, not, not amazing. Well, one goal that was great by Kurzawa. It was a beautiful power-free kick from far out. And then the, uh, Inter's goal was controversial, I would say. Uh, it was a penalty kick where yeah. it probably shouldn't have was given because it was given as a handball. It was a poor call. But his hands were by his side, so. It actually hit off of his shoulder yeah. more so, and his, his arms were both down at his side. So I He think couldn't do anything It was, that. I think, a bad call, but either way, PSG. Come out with the win. And then the last match that we have a result from is Juventus and Tottenham playing over in Australia, and Juve win 2-1 here. So they kind of redeemed themselves from the poor loss, I would say, right. versus Melbourne. But yeah. um, but they did play very well in that yeah. match. And one match that we don't have a result for because the, the game never got played was the Manchester Derby, City mm-hmm. and United. And um, I guess in China, they were going to play at the Bird's Nest Stadium, which sort of became famous um, during the Beijing Olympics. And apparently the field was just completely unplayable. Lots mm-hmm. of rain. There was some sort of fungus in the grass out there. So it just sounds like um, a hostile playing environment yeah. for sure. All right, so those are the results that we have so far for the ICC. Some more great matchups coming, you know, in the next few days and a couple of weeks. But we have some interesting results to talk about, too. The first is top performers. So these are just ranked players with the most goals. So we have Aurier with two goals, Castro with two goals, Kurzawa, who you were just talking about a minute ago, with one goal, and Benacia with a goal. So the interesting about thing about this top four is that actually there's not one forward on this list. Yeah. They're all uh, either defenders or midfielders, and I think that's quite interesting. Yep. And then also we have standings. Uh, these are ranked teams with the most points. So PSG is in first place with three points, Leicester City with two, Celtic with one, Barca zero, although I don't think they've played. I think these other teams really haven't yeah, played. Yeah, besides Inter. Um, Barca... Fourth, Chelsea fifth. I think these are just looks like an alphabetical order. Bayern at sixth, Liverpool seventh, Milan in eighth, Real Madrid ninth, and Inter tenth. And they're act they've actually lost Inter. Yes, they have. All right, man. So that's it. Um, and also important to note, all games are shown on the ESPN network. So if you want to record a game or you want to watch it live, look at ESPN. ESPN2, and also there's some matches that are being shown on ESPN News, and I'm sure ESPN Deportes also has some games. Let's go to one of the most exciting topics of the summer, and that's the transfer window. I love transfer time, especially over the summer, because this is when the biggest deals get done. Mm -hmm. And we just heard about one yesterday. This is Iguain going from Napoli to Juve for 75 million pounds. So I think that's around 94 million U.S. dollars. That's an insane amount for a striker like him. And then that must... That brings up the question. This was sort of a, a thought. Mm-hmm. Will, does that mean Pogba will go? I would think so. Um, you know, Juve just laid out a lot of cash for Iguain. Mm-hmm. You would think that they're going to have to make it up somewhere. Now, my assumption is that this deal with Pogba leaving is already done and dusted. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't been 
finalized yet. I don't think Juve would make that move with Higuain mm -hmm. if this wasn't just about a done deal. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, it's been a little quiet on the Pogba front the past couple of days. Yeah. All right. Some other actual transfers. Wijnaldum moves from Newcastle to Liverpool for $25 million. Uh, they Newcastle obviously got relegated, and I think this is a good signing for Liverpool. Yeah, I think a so very too. agile, quick player that will just bring more depth to their team because yeah. they don't really have any. He had a he had a good season mm -hmm. last year. So. He was one of the better players. Him and Sissoko were the yeah. players for Newcastle. Yep. Uh, Joe Allen going from Liverpool to Stoke for thirteen million pounds. So uh, Joe Allen had a very impressive Euros. Not so much season for Liverpool and. He's getting a bit older, but I think this is a good transfer for Stoke, yep. getting a good midfielder for them. Benacia is on loan from Bayern to Juve. That just strengthens uh, Juve's defense even more. Yep. They've just been basically adding all defense, and now they've gotten Iguain, that's a big striker, and another big defender just to add to their just amazing team. A couple little interesting uh, tidbits of interest here as far as the summer transfers, the actual transfers go. Um, and this is related just specifically to England. The busiest English club is Crawley with 16 transfers. So it sounds like they've been busy moving yeah. folks in and out. And then the busiest Premier League club is Middlebrough. Middlesbrough, sorry, um, with <laughs> seven transfers, and that makes sense to me. Yeah, they're, they're just moving promoted. Up. They need yeah. players, and they just came into a whole lot of cash moving mm -hmm. up to the top flight. So good on them. It's nice to see. It sounds like they're serious about maintaining, mm -hmm. you know, their spot in the Premier League. And then, of course, as always, we have some rumors. The first that I saw recently is that now Matuidi is being linked to Man U. I think every notable player in Europe is in one way or another being linked to Manchester United. Exactly. I mean, especially uh, last summer transfer window, they had so many people linked to them, and they're sort of continuing the theme here. And if they sign Matuidi, then... That doesn't really leave any space for Pogba. And I could see Pogba being more realistic than Matuidi because they sort of play the same position. I would think so. Um, and Arsenal recently made a £29 million bid for Lacazette, uh, but Lyon, Lacazette's current club, rejected that. So it will be, be interesting to see if Arsenal goes back and tries to offer more for him. Yeah, Lacazette is a, is a proven striker. Except I still don't think he's at the, like, top class, world class level yet of being, like, being able to score almost every game at least. Right. Like a player like Ibra or Ronaldo or Messi, which they are like Suarez. They basically score every game. No, definitely not. And, you know, his performance is relative to Ligue 1. So mm -hmm. a little bit different caliber of um, opposition yeah. that he's playing against there versus in England. Mm-hmm. Another interesting transfer-related article that I saw, and this comes from SkySports.com, are the most expensive 11 players ever. And these are by position. So these aren't the 11 most expensive of all time, but they are for their position. So I thought I'd go ahead and just read over these because these are quite interesting. These are... The currency these are in are in pounds. Josh is going to follow this with some other notable 
large-scale transfers, but those are going to be in U.S. dollars. So a little different currency, but you get the idea. Okay, starting in goal is Gigi Buffon, and he's at 32.6 million pounds. That's a lot for a goalkeeper. It is, but, I mean, he has been around forever, and he yeah. he is the cornerstone of Juve mm-hmm. and of the Italian national team, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Okay, back on defense, we have Thurum at 22 million pounds. David Luiz, who transferred a couple years ago from Chelsea to he's, PSG he's at 40 million. That. Yeah, probably overpaid. Um, so that's 40 million. Ferdinand at 29.1 million pounds. And Luke Shaw, teammate of Ferdinand's, at 28 million. So they're spending a lot of money on the defense. At yes, Manu. a lot. All right. In the midfield, we have James at 63 million. So now the numbers start to get high. Mm hmm. And Zidane actually still on this list at forty seven point two million. So back in those days, that was yeah, that a actually a lot of money that broke the record for transfers back yeah. then. And that could this could easily change in this transfer window, maybe with Pogba in this list yeah. now. So we just mentioned one current and one former Real Madrid player. We've got another current player in Bale at eighty five point three million, who broke his teammate Ronaldo's record at the time of 80 million pounds. So Real Madrid, not afraid to spend money. Nope. Okay. And then just recently, Iguain up top at striker at 75.3 million. A lot of money. It is. That is a ton of money. So from your list, who else do we have on here that just are off the charts in terms of transfer money okay so for someone that were not named uh luis suarez from liverpool to barcelona he and this is in u.s dollars this was his transfer was 85.4 million pounds wow and uh yeah dollars sorry and then um also zlatan from inter to barcelona was 77.5 million dollars that's a lot of money and they seem to sort of be strikers because that's that's the one of the main positions in the team. It's it's rare, so you know, as uh, it's just the law of supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Di Maria from Real Madrid to Manchester United was actually the same as Ibra with seventy seven point five uh, million dollars as well. Not a wise investment for Man U. Didn't work nope. out that they well. They just sold him after. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, also this also broke the record at the time. Was Kaka from Milan to Real Madrid? million. A lot of money. That is a lot of money. And then finally, I have Edinson Cavani from Napoli to PSG. That did cost them $72.3 million. Yeah, forgot about that one. Haven't heard Cavani's name in quite Mm -hmm. a while. Very expensive for him. Cool. Doesn't really, I wouldn't say he completely lived up to that. Very cool. That was uh, an interesting uh, transfer talk we had. I like that. Thank you. All right. So in terms of youth soccer, we're going to move over to youth soccer. Uh, Your team camp starts tonight, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. And like we mentioned, you have a lot of tournaments coming up. You have over the summer and even starting back since December been training and doing a lot of physical training, Mm -hmm. speed, endurance, skill, technical stuff, everything like that. Uh, But what we've been doing recently is working on the mental 
aspect of yep. your soccer. And we've been reading a really cool book called Soccer Tough, and we've mentioned it a couple of times. And we just finished it today, as a matter of fact. Perfect timing for this podcast and also for your team camp mm -hmm. to begin. So we thought we'd talk about a couple of interesting concepts that you've learned and I think are really applicable to your playing and for any athlete, young or old, to use. Mm -hmm. And I'll just mention them and you explain them because you, you get this better than I do. The first are the three Fs. Okay, so the three Fs stand for fun, uh, fun, focus, and freedom. Mm -hmm. I, it's actually focus, fun, and freedom. Right. But um, so basically in, this late, in what, some of the latest chapters we've been reading about, it's about perfectionists. And basically... If you're a perfectionist, you uh, you focus on trying to get everything perfect. You never want to make a mistake. Yeah, right? you never want to make a mistake. And uh, when you have uh, focus, fun, and freedom, that sort of takes it away. And ha having freedom and not being worried to make a mistake or actually taking a risk. Right. And fun is not being like, you, I must get this right. all perfect and dreading making a mistake right you should enjoy being on the pitch you should enjoy training hard you keep you know you sort of your eyes on the prize mm -hmm. so yeah the focus part is being alert being aware uh we've talked about this concept as sort of being in the now mm -hmm. uh not thinking about what just happened not thinking about what's going to happen 10 minutes later like oh my gosh if we lose what's going to happen but mm -hmm. it's about thinking if the ball comes my way or how can i help my team out, where should I be? Am I in the right spot? Uh, should I be marking this guy? Should I be making a run? If the ball comes to me, what am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. Like really being in the now. That's the focus part. And even in terms of training, you know, um, training can get tedious. It can be painful. It can be exhausting. Sometimes you're not all that excited for it. But really staying focused on why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. I want to become a better player, right? It's all about getting a little bit better every time you do something that's soccer related. Yes. All right. And then, of course, the fun sort of speaks for itself. And the freedom is to just be loose, yeah. really, more than anything. Um, don't be tight. Don't have all this pressure that you place on yourself. Sort of back to the perfectionist part about, you know, um, you know and the book gives an example of if you're a perfectionist, you may not be willing to take the big shot that's going to change the course of the game mm -hmm. or make – a great pass. You're just going to make these little dinky passes just because you want to have a hundred percent passing completion mm -hmm. percentage or something. You're not going to, you're not going to try as hard as you should and be willing to be willing to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes, right? It's okay as a striker like you are to miss. Mm -hmm. You've got to take the shots and that's, you know, that's sort of the freedom part of it. So yes. I thought these were, these were great things to, to learn about and to know. All right. Shifting gears. One thing that we like to do on the Let's Talk Soccer podcast is highlight relatively quickly um, a charitable organization that is tied to soccer one way or another. And the one that we found this week is called Soccer Without Borders. You've probably heard of Doctors Without Borders. I don't believe that they are related. But ultimately, the goal of Soccer Without Borders is to make the game available to as many people as possible. And usually these are uh, – this happens in underserved communities, you know, maybe um, – 
not as financially sound as other places, whether that be cities or parts of town or entire countries or communities. But, you know, what Soccer Without Borders likes to do is that, you know, they'll provide equipment and coaching and even transportation, you know, to help people develop the skill and just give them access to the sport of soccer. It will help with um, academic and language development. Um, you know, even getting kids prepared for high school and college preparation, um, working on nutrition and wellness and mindfulness. So really sort of a total person development, not just the athlete part, but, you know, um, the body and the mind. Mm -hmm. um, there's a civic aspect to this where um, they connect their programs and participants to local and global communities. Um, they'll have different events, service projects, things like that. Certainly an aspect of soccer is team building, and that's what Soccer Without Borders focuses on as well, is, is talking about the team as a unit. And you can carry that, that teamwork mentality through your entire life. And then lastly, there's a cultural exchange, um, a dialogue, an understanding across cultures, and that's really where the Without Borders sentiment comes from of, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of where you live and what you do and who you are, um, you can reach out to someone else. So, um, if you want to check it out and get more information, just go to soccer without borders.org and you can learn more there and see how you might be able to give a little. All right. Another segment that we do here on let's talk soccer is we talk digital soccer. So mm -hmm. FIFA 16, soon to be FIFA 17. Um, we talk about Foothead and squad creators and apps and websites, everything tied to soccer. So first off, let's go ahead and hit on the Foothead and you can go to foothead.com and there is a um, MLS All-Stars team of the week. And with the MLS All-Star game, and I believe they're playing against Arsenal Yes. Um, tomorrow night, Thursday night. Um, I thought it was maybe appropriate for us to go through this. So you're the expert. You take it away. Okay. So in, the, so in this team, they are playing a 3-4-3 or a 3-4-2-1. Uh, the front three are the legend, DDA Drugba, another legend, uh, David Villa, and then uh, Ant-Man, Giovinco. Nice. Uh Pretty killer strike force. Some of the best you can get in the MLS. For sure. Um, the four in midfield are Giovanni Dos Santos of LA Galaxy, uh, Kaka of Orlando City. Uh -huh. He's just an absolute legend. Yep. Also with his other partner, Pirlo. Another legend. Another legend. He's been around for so long and has been, has been a great player. Uh, Darlington Nagby of the Portland Timbers is also on there. And then the three in defense are uh, Ridgewell of Portland Timbers, uh, Kaiman. He actually participated in the Euros for Belgium, and then uh, Bezler of Sporting KC. And then in between the sticks is Blake. He's uh, Jamaican. He plays for the Philadelphia Union, and his name is Blake. Blake. All right, and on the bench, we also have um, some names that we're familiar with. So we have Clint Dempsey, we have Jermaine Jones, Kyle Backerman. Let's see who else we have. Wanda Lowski is there. So a lot of 
you know, U.S. national team players are here too. But certainly those starting 11, um, a lot of non-U.S. Mm-hmm. players, U.S. born at least, but, I mean, some absolute legends like you said. Here. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see when you look at this, you can see how far MLS has come. Yeah. And whether or not these players are at the tail end of their careers or not, they chose to come to the U.S. and play for the MLS. And I think it's awesome that, you know, people all, you know, from America can say that they saw Pirlo player Drogba or Kaka. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's an absolute treat. Okay, so we mentioned FIFA. 17 for a quick second and i think you have some news related to there was um four people uh that you could vote for for the cover of fifa 17 and i think we have a winner okay so the winner of the four i'll refresh you who were the four they were james rodriguez Mm -hmm. anthony martial eden hazard and marco royce uh not the best four that they could have chose but the winner is uh marco royce he was chosen by uh the uh, FIFA fans to be the cover star of FIFA 17, and that's not a bad choice. Yeah, that's probably actually the that's what I would have chose to uh, be on the cover because I don't really rate Thomas Rodriguez. I don't think no. he deserves to be on the cover, and he never lived up to the hype, or at least nope. hasn't yet. Thomas, uh, yeah, he just yeah he just hasn't lived up to what he was. Yeah. Uh, Martial, I think he's it was too early for him. He had a a decent season. Right. Better than average. Yep. Good point. And uh, Eden Hazard, terrible season, I'll tell you that. But, I mean, he was on the cover last year. Yeah. And maybe a bit more fans there. Yeah, and Maybe a little bit of a curse for him last year. Yeah. And then Marco Royce, um, I mean, he, he, was, he was a good player for Dortmund. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really say that he was... Definitely the best choice to be on the cover. Yeah, it was an interesting selection. A bit of a downgrade from Messi to Royce. For sure. For (laughs) sure. All right. um, In this section, too, we like to cover a website or an app or, you know, one that sort of uh, spans both uh, that is related to soccer. And one that is so obvious to me that I actually have forgotten until now to mention it is the ESPN app. Yeah. Um, Of course... ESPN covers all kinds of sports and they've, you know, for years now been involved in soccer. But what I particularly like about the ESPN app is the ability to pick a lot of teams and a lot of soccer competitions and set up different alerts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can not only track scores sort of on your homepage within the app of the teams that you follow, but, you know, you can get everything from kickoff to, um, scoring to um, cards that are handed out mm-hmm. at the end of the match you get stats so you know these little alerts that you set up um, actually can contain quite a bit of information and then of course you also get breaking news mm-hmm. on these teams so I think that's where I first saw the Iguain, um transfer yesterday yeah. was we got an alert through SPN so you know if you're a soccer fan and certainly you're you're almost certainly um, familiar with ESPN. I say go get the app if nothing for nothing more than just to set up these soccer alerts and mm-hmm. get the breaking news. And I think with that, 
we're going to close out today's mm -hmm. podcast a little shorter than normal, but I think it was uh, quality over quantity today. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. All right. So before we break, here's how you can find us. We're on Twitter at Let's Talk Soccer 2, and that's the number two. On Facebook, just look for Let's Talk Soccer 2. On Instagram, we're at Let's Talk Soccer. And on YouTube, just search for Let's Talk Soccer. You can always email us as well at Let's Talk Soccer 2 at gmail.com. We should also say we're available. The podcast is available in the following ways. You can find us on iTunes, in the Google Play Store, or on SoundCloud. So if you're listening to this podcast, and we thank you greatly for that, please subscribe so you, you get each week's podcast just automatically, automatically downloaded, and please share this with your friends. We want to grow this just to reach more people. There are no um, hidden reasons why we're trying to grow this. We just want to <laughs> grow it because we love soccer, and I think I have a very talented, very smart co-host, and I think he deserves to be heard. So we thank you, and until next time, as always, we end with peace. Peace. Goodbye.